0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Jimmy, we got to talk about the Red Room Trade paperback and the variant covers for the next round, but what do you have up front? As
1: always, Ed, patreon.com slash Jim Rugg, where you can download out of print zines and mini comics. (laughs) That's going to be giving people some headaches at home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're showing off the black and white zine here, the BW zine. Uh, This is. I got into the 80s self-publishing black-and-white books and started pulling those out of quarter bins and 50-cent boxes. This is a a compilation of stuff I found, panels, text pages, advertising, logos, just all the stuff that really made me fall in love with those books. And this is one of the uh, dozen or so PDF zines that are available to download on my Patreon. I also have a lot of original art, script, layouts. Basically you can see how I make the comics. I make like Street Angel, Plain Janes. Uh, Octobriana, and much more at my Patreon, so join me on patreon.com slash jimrug, and you can enjoy the BW zine to start right away. Jimmy, how you say that guy's name? Dave Cooper told us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very different than how I've been saying it. Totally. <laughs> All right, then. Can we talk Red Room for, for a hot minute? The trade paperback is upon us, and uh, the Trigger Warnings miniseries is going to start on, rolling out in December. Uh Let's talk about let's talk about the next round, man, the trigger warning stuff, because we can now talk about those variant covers uh, that uh, are associated with issue number one. First, up on the screen, you're taking a look at the Eddie P variant, which is uh, the silhouette of the Rat Queens. Man, the Rat Queens issue, which is being serialized on my Patreon right now, is issue one of trigger warnings. And I thought of this image before I even thought of like what, what the comic was going to be. And what the comic illustrates is a complete Red Room video. You know, on some of the other comics that are out there right now, it's like you see a glimpse, a little glimmer of a particular Red Room vid. I wanted to illustrate an entire one. And not even just an entire video, but like one of the epic ones. So you see that entire uh, video uh, kind of transpire in that first issue, along with some... uh, some story to go along on the top tier and bottom tier. The video happens in the middle. It's pretty rad, man. Uh, So that variant cover is available uh, as an incentive to retailers. You gotta get five copies of Red Room for that to be uh, orderable. One of the flyest covers I ever seen in my entire life is that Jim Rugg variant cover. Jimmy, can we take a look at the original art? Put it under the camera. Boom, look at this thing. (laughs) Go with Zap Comics, issue number zero. Jimmy, this works better than it should. Yes, it does. <laughs> I was surprised by this. You know, you get these ideas and we talk about them a little bit here and there.
1: You never quite know how they're going to turn out till you actually start drawing it. And uh, I was very pleasantly surprised by how well uh, this Robert Crumb image kind of worked for a red room, you know, doctored up a little bit with some red room accoutrement. <laughs> and uh, it was a good fit, man. It, it really, uh, I was pleased with how this one turned out.
0: This hatching is fantastic, man. What were you
1: using for this? I think this is all markers. Yeah. I, I, the last book that I drew was predominantly with markers, microns and, and things like that, fineliners, and uh, I've gotten kind of comfortable using them. Yeah. I, I just did a commission for somebody with them, and they're, you know, all these tools have their own nuance and you get used to it, and so that's what I was uh, kind of warmed up with, and so that's what I started with on this one, and again, happy with the results. Yeah, let's take a look at the
0: color uh, for this cover, uh, and that is a one in 10, uh, Incentivize. I forget how like you know how the ratio kind of thing works, man. Store orders ten copies of Red Room. They're going to be able to order the Zap Comics joint, and this thing is freaking fantastic, man. Super so, thrilled. Sometimes there's a contrast between the covers and Red Room. I feel like this one kind of uh, complimentary. It's surprising, man, uh, because like when you sold it, it's like I get it. I I see I see where you're going with it, man. But then when you start to add car batteries <laughs> and you realize that. That our, our fetal guy on the Zap Comics cover is not, like, it's not an electric plug, like, in his belly button. That shit is somewhere else. <laughs> uh, the gravity of the situation is so much more clear. This hand, by the way, is uh,
1: taken from the keep on trucking.
0: You know, so keeping the,
1: keeping the Robert Crumb idea, uh, you know, is, is adding some extra elements to this cover.
0: Genius, man. And that, that logo is, is just, I mean, I... Crumb's lettering's... Phenomenal,
1: you know, so being able to play with that kind of lettering style and try to come up with something that fits Red Room, but based on his lettering, it's so much fun looking at his lettering.
0: Uh, thanks, thank you so much for the, my for pleasure. the variant, Jimmy. Uh, the people, you've, you've become a cottage industry in the Red Room universe, man, with these variant covers. And a cottage industry of variant covers is my homie, Peach Momoko who also provided a, uh, a variant cover like she did with Issue 1 of the Anti-Social Network. This is a 1 in 25 variant uh, featuring the character that she's gravitated toward the most, uh, Mistress Pentagram. All right, man, let's take a look at the uh, the trade. It's finally out. going to be available uh, November uh, 9th on Tuesday in the book uh, market, uh, November 10th in the direct market comic book shops uh, with the cover, dude. One of the things that we were thinking about is like, Let's make this thing look wet. So you got the kind of gloss, but you have a matte finish on the lettering. It's about tactility when you make these books, man. It's got to be a pleasant experience to look and feel and touch. And uh, Maybe not to look. (laughs) Well, it depends on what your kink is. That's true. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? (laughs) So let's just go through this thing really quickly to give people kind of like a sense of what the new material is. In the comic uh, if they were waiting for the collection if they have the issues and they want to know what the added value is with this collection you know we were teasing it for a month and a half or so so one of the things that you see off the bat is just like lots of fresh artwork dude I spent I spent the summer uh, drawing fresh pages for this thing uh, trying to create just a different experience uh, something that maybe the direct market like Wednesday Warrior Crowd isn't really gonna uh, necessarily see because this is this these books they have a wider life beyond the, the 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 comic shop rack sketchbook section the first draft and a director commentary in the end uh, all oh, framed by some uh, s- some of the the tools of the craft That's 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 goddamn right man uh, draw a lot of new stuff to kind of introduce and exit out of the uh, the stories that you're familiar with from the pamphlets. Uh, there is there is some storytelling that goes along with, uh, with these video pieces, man. And it all has to do with where you see the, the sort of time signature is with these videos, right? You know what's funny is I haven't looked at that at all.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, I've been through this book several times and never noticed that play bar. Yeah. You know, go back one and let's just, uh, Shout out the Far Side one more time for anybody who uh, right. hasn't seen that before, because I absolutely adore that one. Cow Tools, man. <laughs> I,
0: I, had, I had a friend over, uh, hanging out Drawn. They're like, they're like, do you ever hear of this cartoon called Cow Tools? And I'm like, Cow Tools? Nah, I never heard of it, man. Like, what, like what is that? And then they pulled up the Far Side joint, and I'm like, oh, Cow Tool? Uh, yes, of course. That day, I'm like, there has to be a Cow yeah. Tool, because like when you see that Cow Tools cartoon. It looks like violent, you know, because I'm in the red room mindset, man. So I see those tools and I could think of like surreptitious uses for, for such uh, weird looking objects.
1: I just love that there's Gary Larson reference <laughs> in this book.
0: <laughs> so you see the play bar, man. Uh, the this, this, this sort of storytelling that I incorporate with that is when we get to the very, last, uh, the very last image of that stuff. See this is a little glimpse of the Rat Queens from issue one of Trigger Warnings. But, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bezelbub bloodbath, man. Mm. <laughs> like, got this clown, got this monkey jumping at him, and you see that that play bar has barely gone anywhere, dude. There's a lot of video yeah. <laughs> left to watch the second this monkey touches that guy, man. The end. This is letting you know, man, that it's a classy, tasteful, tasteful comic book you're reading right here, man.
1: It's worth noting too the production. You know, I, I realize this is collecting the first four issues and stuff, and, yeah. and and people may or may not be familiar with those, may have read some of those or whatever. The production's really sharp in this book.
0: Extremely sharp. I don't sharp. know if Great it's a paper, paper
1: choice or what, but but it's a really nice looking reproduction, and for your art that has so much fine line, yeah. that's essential. Yeah, it's it's not a given, but it's really essential, and uh, it's it's nice to see. Like I've looked at enough books that are not
0: well printed that you got to appreciate
1: the ones that do reproduce the fine
0: art well. Can't be more thrilled with uh, the, the the print job on this. I was, uh, because I'm in Red Room Universe, right? Like, I'm looking at crazy stuff online. Uh, one of the crazy things that I was uh, watching was uh, field dressing deer mm. and bringing them back to the butcher shop to just see how that works, man, because I have, like, a cannibal character that might have to field <coughs> dress a human or two. And seeing these guys hang up these deer with these like sticks behind the Achilles tendon, when you uh, introduce that to humanity, freaking extra brutal, dude. Make you want to turn to a vegetarian.
1: Yeah, I grew up in that culture. Yeah. We, we butchered our own deer. <laughs> so funny. like soup to nuts, man. I, I saw that whole process up close and personal. Respect, man. Uh, sketchbook like, Nice to
0: see that applied in your, uh, your art <laughs> So like for the first issue, almost every page is penciled this way where it's just like a very quick kind of sketch on typing paper, scan it in, convert it to like a blue line, blow it up to 11 by 17, and do most of the drawing in ink. So I wanted to show an example of that. I wanted to show an example of uh, the init- the original character designs for uh, you know, some of the, like this Poker Face character, breakout character. I saw a lot of uh, Halloween costumes with it. Uh, There's a damn video that was made that is very, very uh, freaky and scary. But one of the things you might note is like proportionality is something I was playing with. And I was thinking about doing like a Peter Chung Aeon Flux kind of proportionality with the characters. But I couldn't, I just couldn't get it to work. Like, I couldn't see it in my own mind. I couldn't convince myself how to exactly draw that. But you could see that like there were like these ideas of like super small heads, very distorted kind of figures. Good notation too. Uh, you know, this stuff that you're saying is insightful, but it's also
1: in your captioning. Like, yeah. like uh, one of the nice benefits of this book for me when I was going through it is finding out some of that stuff. Because as much as we've talked about it, that's the first I'm hearing about Peter Chung is in this book, and that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, like when uh, another piece, man, that we sort of teased on the channel like for a, for a while uh, was that you and I took like a screenwriting course, and in that screenwriting course. Uh, we kind of did, like, initial first drafts of future works. We manipulated the course for our own use, not because we want to become writer-directors or something like that, just to make better comics and, and, and get a different point of view from somebody with expertise uh, in just story craft, right? So this is, like, what I produced during our time, you know, taking, taking that class. I, I wrote and drew a 100-page comic, like this, just very quick, very fast, something that I can present in class, show off, get feedback for, and I'm going to be serializing this across the three trade paperbacks because uh, I'm putting 32 pages in each book, and you can see this is kind of, this this is my scripting process basically, you know? Now this is a very different comic than issue one of Red Room of what it became, but I had to do this to arrive at the place for the actual, you know, finished comic. Uh, there was a lot more theater of the mind, and I say that when you see a silhouette like this, right? <laughs> uh, a lot more theater theater of the mind, in as much as I wanted it to be more psychological. Until uh, until you were like, but the fun of it is the video, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take that. You're right, man. You do see like little bits, like things like this idea showed up in the Free Comic Book Day comic. Uh, there's there there there's plenty of stuff in here that did see the light of day there's some stuff in here that will see the light of day uh but I do think that it's valuable I would love to see you know first drafts of other comics included and a big part of the books that I put together is kind of me imagining what I would like from my favorite comics you know I would love to see all the Frank Miller thumbnails or something in Dark Knight
1: yeah I think this is a pretty awesome bonus feature we talked to so many cartoonists and you know about how they write, how they work, how they put their ideas together. And uh, I think exactly what you said, Ed, a first draft like this, even if the finished piece is very different, there's so much value in this. Things that you see and can go, oh yeah, this could be used somewhere else, or this could be used really well, this should be a feature piece. Um, you don't get it if it's just in your head, like you sort of have to work through it. You, you need to put this stuff on paper, get it out of your head so you can really look at it.
0: Yeah, and it's. This was never meant to be seen by anybody but myself, man. So it's like... Like, I know what will go here in, like, the finished state. And it just so happens that you could kind of figure out what's happening. This is something that, that hit the cutting room floor. That it's like, man, I, I wish I could figure out some place to put it, man. The idea is that the main guy from issue one, he's taking his daughters to go see a monster movie. They're in the theater checking this stuff out. And this is, this, this is the screen... And then this is their reactions and stuff. And I wanted it to seem like it was projecting from his forehead. You know, like the, like the images that you see on screen That's are like, cool pro- idea. like projecting from his brain onto the screen. The girls are scared, but he's like eating popcorn and freaking loving it. It just, it didn't have a place. That's a really fun idea. One for the 80s
1: slasher movies and point of view of how those are used. But also like we've seen so many videos, reaction videos of crowds like for Jaws or Star Wars or something. That's a neat idea.
0: Yeah. So, like, these kind of sequences, like, this this page right here shows up in, uh, you know, this kind of sequence shows up in some version in the actual comic, but, you know, it starts off at, at this place. And uh, for the final piece of the book, man, there's a glimpse into the mind of a maniac, and... This is my opportunity to kind of explain what was in my mind while uh, putting this comic together. Some of the influences, some of the things I was trying to accomplish on these pages. And once again, like like I said earlier, like I would like to see this kind of treatment uh, from the cartoonists that I really liked, that that I really like, that I really enjoy. And there are comics that exist, like the Chester Brown books, like From Hell, that have this kind of material that I appreciate, so I wanted to include some of that in there for myself. This is illustrating uh, one of the captions where uh, uh, these are the original pencils for whatever page this was and it went from this beat to this beat and you said something like Dude, he's got to take the eyeballs out and like put them in front of his own face. And I'm like, Jim, you're a genius.
1: <laughs> I have no memory of saying that. So I made sure
0: to name check
1: you. But I do like that moment. Like, I did that, uh, I did a book plate that looked like that. Yeah, 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 totally, <laughs>
0: Ben. Uh, here's the hexagram one, Mistress Pentagram, right there. I might even say in here, like, man, nobody picked up on that one. Lot of extra material included in the trade paperback Amazon bought half the print run and I really encourage the comic shops To invest in this comic because that first printing is going to go and from what I'm reading and seeing about uh, Supply chain shortages it might take a while for a reprint to uh, hit the comic shop So I do encourage the shops to, to order this heavy get a put on uh, You know have, have an archive of it man uh, because at this point right now Jimmy I'm like 22 pages away from finishing book two, of the this this book collection. That's coming out in about six or seven months, and which is which is actually the exact time frame of how um, Hip Hop Family Tree first worked. One trade came out, and it's like six months later the second one came out, and it made that first volume sell so much extra. Ain't a bad thing, man. To have. uh, this in your coffers in your war chest at at your local comic shop Uh, but the book is available right uh, you know on November 9th the trigger warnings comic is going to be coming out in December and final order cutoff is Monday November 8th man so you see the variant covers for trigger warnings go to your local comic shop pressure them into uh, ordering these things if you want them And make sure you pick up your comics, but a lot of red room left to go in the 2021 calendar year, Jimmy. Without further ado, let's get back out of here, man. What do you have?
1: Join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug. Download out-of-print zines and mini-comics there, including that BW zine we showed off at the top of the show. You can also see original art of mine, uh, a lot of process stuff, similar to some of your back matter in Red Room, yeah. Ed, at Patreon.com slash
0: JimRug. I already said all my whole spiel, man. Got to thank the kayfabe crew. Got to thank you, Jimmy, for providing these uh, super cool variant covers that that help goose the numbers, get people excited and interested in uh, in chasing after Red Room Comics. Uh, what else do we have?
1: You know, I just want to say too, it's it's fun going on this journey. Like I think about myself as a kid, like drooling over Wizard Magazine because I could see like a penciled page. Right. And, and you know, trying to figure out how this works. We've gotten to see kind of this whole thing go on in Cartoonist Kayfabe from, from concept to now book in hand, you know, buy it at your local comic shop, see how it's made in the back. That's a great journey and uh, I'm happy to, uh, to have a front front row seat for it. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure watching this come together and I mean it's a big project. I think it's easy to take for granted if you're at home and you just read these books or you go to the comic shop and see a shop full of books. It's easy to take for granted what that process is. Seeing it uh, up front and, and in person or seeing it through these cartoonist kayfabe videos man this is the shit that inspires me is like this is how you do it and it's it's a lot of time and a lot of hard work but here's the book to show for it
0: yours was the first jimmy uh this is the second uh to sort of gestate from the cartoonist kayfabe channel and uh we're just we're just getting started dude we're just getting started it's exciting to see i think that's a good enough place to leave it jimmy given those marching orders we're going to be on our way make more comics